Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm on the internet, which is where I live now, which is where everyone lives now because of the pandemic. And uh, I have a first-time guest on the show, which is interesting because I've been doing this for almost eight years now, or, or more than eight years. And I feel like I've seen your name so many times, and, and you've been playing shows and winning awards and, and appearing at all these events. And it's just, I've never had you on the show before, but I'm glad to actually have a chance to talk to you because I think you have an interesting story and you've been been doing some, some good music in Winnipeg for, for a long time. So uh, maybe the best way to start it off is if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe just give a bit of background about what you do musically. Yeah, well, you know, just so you know, I I lay low in the shadows because of my th- <laughs> my three children keep me home and locked up for. The I've got two. Of I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, born and raised right here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, and the, these days the uh, more affectionately known as Winterpeg, man, it's cold out. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, I've been doing music full time for uh, almost fourteen years now. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of started off in the kind of the folk and roots community and kind of grew from there. And, and my music's always sort of been a blend of folk, roots, soul, country, pop. It's, it all bleeds into what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've sort of more recently kind of nudged more into the country community and, um, you know, my music's sort of always kind of organically gone that way anyways. And so, um, signed a record deal two years ago with MDM recordings here in Canada mm-hmm. and, um, it's been going really well, you know, even even in the midst of the craziness of the world right now and a pandemic and all that stuff, it's my head's above the water and yes. that, that feels real good to say. So, yeah, that's a good place to be because, I, I, you know, I've been doing over the past six months, two of these a week uh, or however many months the pandemic's been on for. And, and people are at different stages. Like some people have been able yeah. to kind of push through it and they're being creative and, and finding outlets and other people have been stalled. Like it's it's a weird, such a strange situation for the world to be in right now, especially for creative people. Yeah, well, like if you're used to doing things a certain way and if that's how you operate, you know, the world has definitely, you know, given us a curveball that doesn't allow us to do things that certain way anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like these kinds of moments are opportunities to try new things and do something different. And, um, you know, and I, I in some ways I embrace that, you know, as much as I damn well wish it wasn't happening. Of course. Uh, but, you know, I also feel like I can either, you know, crawl under a, a, a rug and just don't want to hide or I can sort of figure out, okay, this is the reality we live in and find a way to, to move forward. And that's kind of always been my, my way, you know, so that's what I've been doing. Cool. And maybe that's a good segue into the show that you're doing uh, on Valentine's day, because that is, you know, you're finding a way to, to perform a, during a time when you can't really perform anywhere. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, I know you have a history of doing Christmas shows, um, but <laughs> what is the story behind this Valentine's day gig you're doing? Well, this is funny. So, because Christmas was not that long ago, it feels very, very recent. It does, yeah. Um, and and I didn't actually have a Valentine's show on my radar. Uh, and then a friend of mine, who is a, uh, a 
great support and a lot of different fronts with music. He, you know, loves music and supports a lot of music and actually offers some financial support. And he said, look, if we pay you, would you, why don't you put on a, a Valentine's Day show? Well, he said, we'll pay for, we'll cover the costs. And I was like, I'd be stupid not to do that. Yeah. So uh, I, I said, you know, let, let me think about it. Uh, yeah, sounds good. And uh, and so I, it sort of enacted about I don't know, three weeks ago, it sort of enacted us to kind of like put the ball in motion to yeah. kind of put the show together. And, um, you know, I kind of made the joke recently that, you know, like people were like, Don, you've already got Christmas. What do you want? Valentine's Day, too? And um, so yeah, I just felt like it was it is an opportunity in terms of, you know, people are going to be home anyways, for the most part. And yeah. we are loosening restrictions here where people can go to restaurants. But I think that even that's limited. And even a little bit questionable right now still to sure, whether yeah, that's the right yeah. right move or not. So I figured people are going to be home. They're going to be looking for something to do. It's date night. Maybe we can play some – we can be the soundtrack to their date night. Right, so right. So that, that, that was the idea. Do you have a whole set of, of Valentine's-themed or love-themed love, love -themed songs to play on that show? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I, I've, I've kind of – my whole career has been sort of contingent on good love songs. Right. And, uh, I mean, with some good social, you know, movement and, and some you know, more intense songs. But uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of songs in my career have been sort of born out of a good loving relationship. And, uh, and I always sort of have the opportunity to share those. And so, yeah, I think, I think there'll be no shortage of, of good love music. And I actually have some guests with me. So I have Noah Dirksen from Winnipeg here, who's a fantastic singer songwriter and Rihanna Ray Sage will be mm -hmm. on the bill as well. So it's going to be, uh, the first half is me solo. And then the second half is kind of a, a three, three singer songwriters on stage. So very cool. Interesting. Yeah. How can people get uh, get involved in? Uh, how do people tune in? How does someone uh, watch? Yeah. Show? So the best way to do that is go to donamero.ca. Uh, go to the tour link, uh, and then hit hit the link in there, and it'll take you to the side door page uh, where you can buy a ticket. It's twenty bucks. Cool. Um, it it does feel weird. That's the other part of this whole world that we live in now. It feels weird to charge people to stay home. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd, odd thing. For me. I even call it out. I say, look, I know it's weird for me to ask you for 20 bucks to stay home, but we bring a really grade A quality show. We've got three really high definition cameras. We've nice. got um, a really great sound tech in the room kind of helping us make sure we deliver the best audio visual we can for people at home. And um, and it's a really, and, and, you know, it's not... It's not spectacular with lots of lights and flash, but spectacular in terms of like a really good, clean, crisp, beautiful sounding show. I think that we're we're going to be able to provide. And um, you know, from the couple of times we've done this already, we're always really impressed with what we're able to pull off yeah. uh, rem remotely like this. So, well, the one thing I like, I mean, it is weird to to watch a show from home for sure, no matter who's playing. But the one thing I do like about those kind of shows is that they, they seem very intimate. Even if you're on a big stage, because you're going directly to everyone's home computer or TV or however they're watching their phone it's very much like you're speaking you know to each individual audience member as opposed to this kind of mass of people that that maybe you can't focus on as immediately if that makes sense it's so true and it, i mean the energy energy shift is different but i also feel like if you just embrace kind of like embrace the moment that this is and and kind of get out of your head of like needing that full crowd again we miss it we want it of but course. Uh, if we, if I, if I can get out of my head of like, oh, there's no applause at the end of this song. Like, how, what do I, what am I supposed to do? There's an awkward, <laughs> but I just kind of like, I understand that there are people out there watching. There are people enjoying what we're doing. And if I enjoy it, they're going to enjoy it all the more. And, 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 and kind of, sometimes I call, I call it out. Like I call the spade a spade. And I think just say, you know, I miss, I miss hearing your claps, you know, yeah. and just say what it is. And people will, will and they'll say, I miss being there with you, you know? And so it is a, it is a reciprocated feeling. That's for sure. So I, I do my best to embrace it. Cool. 
Well, it's it's a, it's a cool idea, especially to, to tie, theme it around the holiday too. It's a it's a nice reason for people to tune into a live stream because they're happening all the time because musicians yeah. are trying to find a way to to get out there, right? But this is a it it's tied to something that that everyone's going to be you know thinking about in some way or another. Trying to capitalize on warming the cockles of their heart. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So just to to go back a bit to uh, the type of stuff you play. What what is the appeal of country music to you? And I say that knowing that country is such a an umbrella genre, and there, there's so many. You know, what one person thinks when they hear the word country is very different from what another person thinks. And there's so so much like diversity and, and richness in that genre as a whole. But what what yeah. first drew you to that? Like why why country music? Well, you know, I, I grew up on it for sure. Uh, my, my folks were country bluegrass singer songwriters themselves. Oh, cool, I mean, cool. although, although weekend warriors, they weren't out there sort of partying and they, they were partying, but at home, <laughs> my, my folks would have friends come over and they pull out guitars. And it was really like sort of my first introduction to live music was watching my folks play and their friends hanging out. It was kind of like the beers would be out and the yep. cheers and the, you know, and things around two, three in the morning would get kind of ruckus and, um, but that was my first introduction to live music and it was a lot of country. Okay. So I, I come, I come by it quite honestly from there, but I also grew up on like Elton John, Lionel Richie, Alabama, um, Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first love was like boys to men and okay. like in sync and like, like, like soul bluesy. Um, not that those are soul and bluesy, but like boy band type stuff. Yeah. I actually started one when I was 16 okay. with some guys. You wouldn't have heard of us. We did nothing. <laughs> uh, Do any recordings but, um, exist of that? Oh, I, I wish I would love to see that right now. And, yeah. and But no, we, we, we weren't even that good to have anything recorded. Right, so. right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I um, for me, I think it's it's the, um, there's something in the country community that, that like the, the a good country song is a full story. There's mm-hmm. no guessing to have to like figure out what, what the story was about. It's kind of like, it's very, I don't want to say plain because that's like an insult too, but, but it's very much like you can follow the trajectory. Sometimes you can, you can almost always assume where it's going. Uh, but, but for me, I, I feel like it was again, an organic thing for me to kind of jump into the country community because again, my, my, I had my toes in the water yeah. for so long. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like, like I, I love it because it, it's a, as, as big as, of a genre as it is, I feel like it's very small in terms of, of the community itself. Like I kind of, I've been l- privileged and lucky enough to kind of get to know almost, I shouldn't say everybody, but quite a few people in the Canadian country music scene and now kind of starting to make my way across down in the U S and, and yeah. kind of meeting people down there. And, um, it's, it's not massive, you know, it's not, it's not out of the realm of sort of, you know, getting to know people a little more intimately in that community. And so I, I, I think that's part of it too, is that it does feel a little bit more homey, sure. you know, than, than, than other things that I've done. We're out in the woods, nobody there, middle of nowhere. You might just see trees and weeds and dirt, but I call it church. It ain't nothing but a river, a little place I float on an old John boat. Might look like just a ride and reeling worms, but I call it church. Out on this country road, it's on this 
Some nights I sit out on the hood My old truck I look up And I feel like I could see the whole wide world Yeah, I stare at that full moon I drink a beer and breathe in the air And I thank him for the more than I deserve And I go to church It ain't no Sunday morning It ain't no preacher preaching But out here in the quiet I can hear him speaking to me Out where the wild things go Out on this country road It's on the stars and the Holy Ghost Yeah, I go to church Yeah, I go to church No people, no views No steeple, just blue skies I'm praying with my eyes wide open Wide open I guess that the folk and roots community would do be that too, but um, well, they're all kind of interlinked, right? Especially here in Winnipeg, there's such a strong people love that stuff. They love country, they love bluegrass, yeah. they love folk, blues, roots music. If you want to use that as an overall yeah. category, all that stuff is so huge here, and there's such a, a tight knit kind of community for it for sure. It's such a, my, my only my only concern, I guess, is when you get kind of put in this box of like this is what you are. Mm-hmm. It, as I'm I I'm a lot of things like I'm like I said I've r- rock soul pop country blue it's all in there it's all in 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 the influences of what i do um and so like i i i still feel like that guy who kind of fits the roots mold i still feel like the guy that can kind of do a pop song i feel like yeah. the guy that can do can do a good country song can can, can pull off the soul thing like i don't even want to say pull off because that's not like i'm trying to like i, I got a trick up my sleeve but it's yeah, like, yeah yeah it's just really part of who i am and so um i i'm i you know mark my words I will release a soul record one day. Cool. You know, it's going to happen. Um, and uh, I just don't feel like I want to sort of like commit to genre. I want to commit to making great music, you know, yeah. and, and the chapter that I'm in right now is, is where I where I belong. And I believe that, you know. Well, one of the things that's come up on this podcast a lot when it's talking to country artists, folk singers, even hip hop and punk rock bands and stuff is, is that there's this feeling that I have anyway that Manitoba people really like authenticity here whatever kind of music you're playing they like they like to hear something genuine and there's like a really strong bullshit detector 
in this city and province for music. Like people, if someone's putting on an act and they're, they're trying yeah. to be something they're not, I think people see through it really quickly. And, uh, it might be in part because everyone is so tight knit and everyone does, you know, you know, someone who knows someone who knows someone and they know you're not actually that guy, right. Uh, or, or whatever. But do you think that that kind of, um, like, do you see that here that, that people want a genuine, uh, whether it's storytelling or whether it's just a, a presentation of, of, of something creative? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I, it's it's an interesting line because there's there is that like, you know, the people that you see, I, I'm going to bring her up because I think she's fantastic. But Alexa Dirks, you know, okay, Begonia, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know if what she wears and how she gets on stage and the character that she brings is is who she who she'd be in the supermarket. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't I don't think that that's not truly her. I think what she is is she's really fully becoming that entertainer as well. You know, and I think that that there is something different different between being a musician and then being an entertainer. Sure, There's a lot sure. of great musicians that are not great entertainers. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. I, and 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 I think that what happens is is that that you you are one thing I'm working hard at is is being a great entertainer. And you know, like the the. However, I also feel like the the guy that I am right now is the guy you're going to meet everywhere. So I I really kind of keep that in check for myself. But um, yeah, I, I guess to answer your question, I feel like we are all sort of like in some ways having to sort of suss out or like is is what this person giving to me the real thing or are they right. just trying to put something on and and sometimes it's very very transparent that somebody's really trying to be something they're not um but i don't know i feel like i i am also the kind of guy that is like always give people the benefit of a doubt you know and kind of go well, let's just hear them where they're at and uh but i know what i like and what i don't like and so yeah, i think that's, yeah. that's uh, yeah i don't know if i'm answering your question but it, it, it's it's a hard thing to 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 totally always figure out, I guess. I don't know if there is an actual answer to it either. I just think it's an interesting uh, thing to think about too, because you know, I think that most people are trying to be genuine, whether they're trying to be a musician or, or an entertainer, however they describe themselves. I right. think that they're, you know, even if they play a character, they're trying to authentically represent what that character is. And yeah, like, like you said, you can, when someone's faking, forcing it, you can, you can kind of tell. Right. And, and, well, and, and the truth, the truth of it is, is they, they, they could genuinely be lost, right? Trying right. to figure, like gra- grasping at, like, I, I hope this works without really sort of like just embody who you are. And that's, I, you know, I'm 40 this year. Yeah. So I just, I just turned 40 in September and I feel like now more than ever, I've really embraced all the parts of who I am and, but that, that took me 15 years, sure. you know, like sure. I'm not the same guy I was 15 years ago. I'm the evolution of that guy. And and I think that in, to get to this place, it took a lot of mistakes, you know. And, yeah, and yeah. luckily, people haven't, uh, you know, canceled me. <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, you're, you're younger than you. So, uh, I say, same kind of deal, for sure. I, right. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, with your, uh, I mean, obviously, the, the pandemic's happening and, and people's opportunities to play music live except for things like the live stream that you're doing uh, are pretty much done. But have you been able to uh, use this opportunity to, to create? Like, have you been writing? Have you been uh, coming up with new material during this sort of weird lockdown time? Yeah. Well, you know, like, so I've got three little ones. So mine are nine, five and two. Okay. And uh, they, they can very easily take up a year of your life. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so how old are yours? 11 and seven. 11 and seven. So, okay. I mean, like, so there, 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 to be honest, there hasn't been a lot of idle time. Sure. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of like play with Legos and build <laughs> yeah. snow forts yeah. and, and it's been a lot of play, but I, I kind of see that as like really cherishing the season that I'm in. So, so I haven't created a lot actually, to be honest. And I'm actually just starting to now okay. 
get back into more setting up rights and, and doing a lot more co-writing and stuff and um and and just taking a little more time to be creative and yeah the way that it's that's worked for me and maybe the way that i've stayed so busy as i've always got irons in the fire and and i you know i i'm i'm co-hosting a podcast i'm nice. starting my own mini series podcast type thing that's hopefully going to be starting later this year awesome i i wrote a children's book um i uh i've got a bunch of you know with the label a bunch of plans kind of we're working on with them social media is not slowing down there's enough to keep me busy there yeah just planning and figuring out you know try, try to play the game um and uh and so i there's never a dull day so i'm i but i do have to actually like carve out time to be creative which kind of sucks because i remember back in the day when i could just be like ah, i'm just gonna pick up my guitar and play for hours well now it's like i get i get half an hour and that's a good time yeah that's, no, that's a, yeah. but i i uh i i do i you know i i wish i could go back to my younger self and say just cherish cherish these cherish the fact that you got to sit and play your guitar for three hours because <laughs> that's not happening anymore yeah A song came on the radio It brought me back to our first dance And that yellow dress you're wearing Could almost feel you in my hands It's hard to find a song that makes you feel like that And every time I hear Brings me back I hate that song I hate those words I hate the way it always makes me cry I wish we could Go back again Give anything to hold you one more time God, I hate that It's why I hate that song It's 
Does your songwriting process change now that you do only have, say, that half an hour versus the three hours? Or, or do you still kind of generate material the same way in your I, thought process? I, I honestly feel like, like, so I wrote songs for the first five albums that I put together. And they were good. I feel like, I feel like a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great songwriter. And I think my strength is working with other great songwriters. And, and, and I, can, I know I've got something to say and I know I can turn a phrase and all those things. So I really shine with other writers, I think. Um, that being said, I think I've kind of entered a season in the last couple of years anyways where I haven't had a lot of new rights sort of in my own personal life. Like I had a wrote, co-write today with my buddy Quentin Blair. Do you know Quentin? Oh, yeah, he's been on my show like four or five times. Yeah, great guy. One of the, one so, of the, be- one of my favorite local artists for sure, like in any he's genre. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Such a good dude. Yeah. And uh, and so we got together today and, and worked on a, on a song and, uh, and, and I d- – I love doing that, it, and it wasn't necessarily for me. It was sort of like maybe for him, maybe for somebody else. We don't know, but I just I feel like I I, I need to make more time for that because I, I I think and so anyways I'm, I've got some some plans in the next little while for like a once a week write session with oh, somebody cool. else and so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's, I guess that's a different way of. Uh... Uh, like using a different part of your brain probably right than if you're sitting there writing by yourself because you have to take the other person's uh, strengths and weaknesses into account and 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 share the the the, the writing process yeah like you got you kind of have to all get on the same train you know and kind of go in the same direction and 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 that's the hard part sometimes is that you're all on different trains or different vehicles all together and, and yeah. you walk out of there going oh that was a really tough write and and more often than not i leave i i've left rooms and maybe this says something about me and 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 not the others, but whenever I'm involved, we don't finish a song. So it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's it is it does take some work, and and sometimes it's uh, it's get things started, and then and it gets wrapped up later on. And so yeah, um, yeah it's it's hard to know exactly. Sometimes you, it's lightning in a bottle, man. And and you you, I think my goal is to personally, for me, write one great song a year. I'd love to write 50 songs a year and have, have one of them be fantastic. So I'd love them all to be fantastic, but, (laughs) um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to also understand that um, not every song has to be like a radio success either. It could be a a great song could be a good, the last, the last great song I think I wrote (laughs) is, is my recent one called I hate that song. Um, I wrote that uh, on my own a couple years ago uh, with, um, um, and, and Rihanna Raysage is actually guesting on it. She, she did some vocals on it. But uh, it's it's one of my all time favorites uh, in the last couple of years, and so um, I could I could love to write more songs like that. Well, I think sometimes just as a listener too, like songs that aren't singles are often better than the singles on anyone's album. Like there's some some album tracks by a ton of artists that are just like this is the, it, I get why it wasn't the single, but to me it's the single, right? Because right? it's like this is the song that you connect with the most, and uh, as a listener, and you kind of keep putting back on over and over again versus, instead of the the radio hit. It is the one thing that, that I do that does bother me about the machine of of the industry yeah. is that is that there are the powers that be that get to call the shots and um, you know my role is to hopefully always bring great material to the table whether it's going to be a single or not I'm 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 less concerned about that yeah. but I do know that if a song breaks a lot more people get fed so so a lot of us want a song to do really well on radio and break through and that kind of thing because then everybody kind of wins right yeah so. Um, so I, I, I always try to be a good team player in that respect. 
Well, it's an interesting... Uh, I think a lot of people maybe don't think about that, too, right? About what happens after the song hits big. Because, yeah, people are getting paid. People are, are getting getting shows from it. They're getting, you know, jobs from it and stuff. And, and I mean, yeah. I, I talk to a lot of punk bands and metal bands and stuff on here, and they have a very different attitude in the sense that it's just super DIY. And the idea of getting a, a hit or a radio single is just not even it's not even on the table. So their approach to, mm. to, to recording and to releasing music is just completely different. And so the idea of being on the radio, which just you know, a band playing extreme music would be considered selling out is to people playing more mainstream palatable music is no, this is the way to succeed. Right. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the difference. Yeah. And I, I, for me, like I think about it as like, you know, uh, I recently thought of this analogy of like, you know, you think of the star player on a team, mm-hmm. you know, it really is about the team. It's not about that star. Like that star player might be the face of whatever of the franchise or something. And, but that person wouldn't be the star that they are without all the other pieces and so um but if that person and that team does well then everybody does well and yeah. so I, I i'm trying to think oftentimes of like yes there are times when i get to call the shots but i also have to defer to the coach or you know defer to the the, the assistant manager or whatever like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all these people involved that like i don't have all the answers you know and so i, I respect that i'm i'm i might be the star of this team yeah uh but respecting that i that if i do if this thing does really well everybody does well yeah. you know so I'm, I'm trying to keep keep that in perspective too yeah it's a, it's a good way of looking at it I think so you yeah. have a pretty pretty big catalog at this point already um, <laughs> if someone is, is is new to your music do you have a recommendation for what they should be listening to is it just the most recent mm. thing you want them to hear your most recent work or is there kind of a definitive Don Amaro record that you would you would point people towards well I mean if, I, if I'm being honest my my favorite album that I've ever done uh, I did with my our buddy Murray Pulver. Do you know Murray? I know he is. I don't know him personally, but yeah, I know he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Murray's an incredible guitar player, producer, just person, human being in general. Um, he helped me with my album Refined back in 2015. Um, that one is, for some reason, it just it feels like it's it's a stamp. And, and, and here's what it is. I That was my fifth album, I think. Fifth. Okay. I spent the previous four albums to try to make that album. Okay, so cool. that was like that was like the album I was trying to make for so long, and I finally did after about ten years of doing music full time, and uh, and Murray helped me make it. So I feel like that one says a lot. Okay. Um, kind of more recently, um, you know, there's there's one song I think is is sort of like uh, the Don Amaro song. I didn't write it, but it's uh, but it really has become my own. It's a song called Church. Okay. Uh, I think that's that's a big track for me. It it, it resonates with a lot of folks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if people wanted to do the deep dive and see where I started, change your life is hilarious. It's, it's kind of, (laughs) it was back in 2006 when I recorded that and I recorded it on my own with, in a, in a little studio I made out of cardboard and blankets and, uh, and it's real rough. It's not polished by any stretch. Uh, but it's where I began. So it's funny to go back there and listen where it started and then listen to the most recent stuff and go, holy smoke night and day in terms of production and and what you can do when you get the, the right people at the, at the helm so do you yeah. still play any of those songs from back then do they Not ever show up really. in sets? like one one or two maybe um i i mean i look back and i just think you know, i was such a baby then you know in terms of of my writing i like i i was i was singing words because it it because i was a good singer yeah but I, but I was not a good lyricist at that time. I, not to say that there wasn't some, like, you know, a few 
small diamonds in, in a lot of rough. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like that was, you know, I, I think other people might go back and delete that stuff and go, I don't want anybody to see that. But it's like, no, I want, I want the next somebody coming up to, if they're like, I love Don Amram, I'm inspired by him. I want them to be able to go back and go, oh, he also right used to do garbage. So <laughs> I don't think it's garbage. Yeah. I just, I, I, it's just where I started. And, and I just feel, here's the thing. I do want to, you know, at the 20 year anniversary of that album or something, I would like to re-release it, re rewrite some of them oh, cool. and, and, and have them fully produced and fully realized so that I can kind of share with the world kind of where it began, but kind of if I had all the pieces that I have now, you yeah. know? Well, it's, uh, it's it's nice that you, you keep it up there because you're right. People, a lot of people do get rid of all that stuff because they're embarrassed or they feel it doesn't reflect how they sound now. But I oh, think I'm definitely, embarrassed. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I think there's definitely value though, right? To, to keeping like all all of the stages. Uh, like you said, someone could come along and maybe they're just learning how to play guitar, learning how to sing, learning how to write a song, and they love your stuff. You know, five years from now, and they can wait, wait, go right. back. Here's where you started. Here's your rougher versions of of what eventually turned into your music now, right? So yeah. Well, I think that that's just like I, I, people in the business might say that's a terrible move to keep all your stuff up there that you're like a embarrassed by and and but but I just the the organic Don Amaro says somebody out there is listening and looking and 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 if they only hear all the super polished super you know expensively produced stuff yeah then they're not going to hear the real and they're going to go wait a second that's how it starts I'll never get there but if they can go back to Don Amaro at the beginning and go oh. That's where it starts. Okay, I can do this, you yeah. know. And I want people to believe in themselves. That's my whole thing. Is like, how can I serve people with what I do? And and uh, and I think that's part of it is, is is leaving that out there for people to kind of understand that this is this has been a process, a fifteen year process almost, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I like that. As someone who hoards local music and I have all kinds of weird demos <laughs> and uh, you know demo tapes and weird live recordings and stuff from all these bands from the past twenty five years or so, I, I I appreciate that because I think that we're in an era now where you can just make everything available and you can keep it and you can put it online and people can find it if they want to. And I think yeah. there's a, a lot, you know, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even people weren't doing that because they didn't have in their palm of their hand, the ability to record and film video. And there's so many great bands that maybe never got recorded. Maybe your boy band would have been great, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it never got recorded. And, and, and so now, now if you're doing that at that age, you would have had a, the whole thing documented and you could have yeah. potentially, I mean, it could have been bad for you. I don't know, depending how bad the, the, the sound was, but like you'd have it. Right. So if you ever wanted to, to look back or re-release it or say, Hey everyone, this is what I, this is how I started. It would be available. But, uh, and so now everyone can do that. So I, I hope, people do what you're doing and, and just just keep it all out there because there's someone's gonna find value in it yeah yeah i hope so that's that's my hope for sure they say that if you love someone you gotta let them go I was such a fool Cause you ain't coming home I miss our pillow talk And making you turn red I bet you're blushing now In someone else's bed Love God Yeah. 
smoke in my eyes Like a candle in the dark The truth is hard to hide I don't want to believe So I tell myself a lie I pretend like it's okay Sleeping all alone Never knew just what I had To what we had was gone Love don't hurt when it's on fire It burns like hell when there's no desire You held me close, I played a crooked game A foolish man, careless with the best way to find out information about um your releases and when you're playing shows once shows come back where would you send people the website yeah yeah donamero.ca is kind of where we try to keep things up to date um i'm i would say my instagram handle is kind of the most frequently used on our part okay. um we we share a lot of stuff there what's going on um but i i would love for people to go to donamero.ca and sign up for the newsletter yeah um between you and me Anybody else who's listening? Yeah, I um, I, I really want to get off social media. Actually, I think I think I'll always use it, or you know, our team will use it to yeah. like update people and stuff going on because it's it's the social network, right? But I, but I don't like the fact that you know, like Instagram, Facebook, they have these algorithms in place that basically say, oh, you've got information to share, you fit this algorithm, we're going to make sure these thousands of people hear it. Oh, you're 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 sharing a show, uh, it doesn't fit our algorithm. Only fifty people mm-hmm. are going to get this message. Unless you pay win. for it, right? Unless you pay for the ad. It, and then, yeah. It, yeah. But I, so for me, I feel like with my own newsletter, at least I know that we've hit send. It goes to their inbox. If they don't want to listen to it or read it, that's fine. Yeah. But at least we, they, we've gotten the opportunity to get their attention. And I don't like that. that like if, if Instagram and Facebook shut down tomorrow, not that they probably would, but, but if they did, all that is gone. So I, sure, I, I, yeah. really, I really think having my own personal email list of, of folks that are supporting me and, and, and love what I do. That's what we're trying to do is, and I actually kind of would like to kind of have, have that be sort of where I share a lot more information. And, and I actually, I use it as a place where I give a lot more treats and, 
and cool. you know fans listens to songs and um you know gifts and things like that i use that for that because i feel like uh those people are the real the real solid don Amaro fans so i'm that's what i would encourage folks to do is go to go to there sign up for the newsletter um and uh but yeah yeah follow me on all the other spaces too but um donamar.ca is, the, is cool. the place to meet me and before i let you go what are the details of the valentine's day show again yeah so uh sunday uh february 14th um it's going to be at seven o'clock central time uh tickets are 20 bucks go to donamar.ca to find your ticket there and uh it's gonna be a great night of stories and songs probably a few cheap laughs and uh we'll have a good time awesome Let me 